Y'all can have a seat. My name is John Elmore. I have a new life in Christ and I'm recovering from alcoholism, fear of man, and this past week, uh, man, I think just being lazy with my eyes, my word, my mouth, my stomach. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you. So over Thanksgiving, I'm on this Texas ranch and my grandfather-in-law, Laura's granddad, is telling us this story and he says, oh yeah, that's you know by one of my favorite local musicians called the Bog Riders. And I was like, what? He's like, the Bog Riders. I said, I don't, I don't know what word you're saying. He's like, Bog Riders. I thought he was hard of hearing. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. He said, you don't know what a Bog Rider is? <laughs> so now he's like making fun of me. I'm like, no, Daw. We call him Daw for Grandpa Daw. I don't know what a Bog Rider is. And he proceeds to tell me, it is the most humbling and the most important of all of the jobs of a cowboy. And he unpacks it for me, and I'm blown away as I'm listening to him. And I straight up tell him, I'm telling everybody at Regen about the bog rider. So you guys ready? Here it is. Has anyone heard of a bog rider? None. One. All right, one out of a thousand. Here it is, the bog rider. Cows... Uh, you know, they, they, they drink here in Texas, drink out of tanks, ponds, if you live anywhere else outside of Texas, but they go and they'll, they're drinking watering holes. Well, in the rains, typically, you know, they can walk right up to it, dip down, get a drink of water. In the rains, especially in drought season, and if there's a heavy rain, the ground becomes so saturated and wet that they're not used to. The cows will walk up seeking that which they desire and want and become completely stuck in mud. We've got a picture of a cow stuck in mud. And when that cow gets stuck, trying to go for that which it wants, it's dead. It is so far gone. All of that weight stuck that far deep down in the mud, wrestling to try to get out, exhausting itself. And what what happens is, is that cow becomes completely stuck and is stranded with nothing to drink, nothing to eat, exposed to the elements, coyotes, and buzzards start flying above it knowing that cow's dead. Buzzards will go around a wounded animal or a dead animal because they know that that's their next meal and they will start to gather over a cow that is stuck in a bog, B-O-G, because they know that's the end for that cow. It's done. There's no way that cow will ever get out. It's certain death, they're helpless. And so what a bog rider is, is the cowboy who mounts up and goes to all of the watering holes, all of the lakes, the ponds, and where the mud gathers down in the bottom of the ravine, and they will search and seek for those that are stuck. And these cows, just like exhausted from crying out and with no more energy left, the cowboy then will go to that cow get off of his horse, into the mud, getting into the mess that the cow is in by its own doing. It's its own fault that it got into the mess that it's in. The cowboy then enters into that cow's mess, puts a rope around its head or horns, and with a small shovel begins digging it out, just painstakingly. And then with a horse, the saddle cinched up, super tight around the horse, and a 
the, the, horse, the rope going out to that will have the horse start backing up as he's digging out, never leaving the cow until it's drug out. Then the cow, after it's out, covered in mud, can't stand. It's exhausted from the, the whole, you know, days being stuck in the mud. And so the cowboy then will grab the tail, just like humiliating. I mean, a, cow, a, a cow's tail is covered in mess. Will then grab that and pull the cow because that will help the cow to find its legs again so that it can walk for the purpose of rejoining the flock. To rejoin the herd, flock of God in our case. That's the intent. And often thankless, the bog, after it's pulled out of this mud, the cow will sometimes turn on the cowboy just in angst and frustration or whatever's going through a cow's mind and will charge that who actually just saved it. And so then this cowboy gets back on his horse and rides back to the ranch, mess hall, whatever it may be, and is covered in filth. Like, looks like the town idiot who fell into the mud and does all that for what's often just a thankless cow. And my grandfather-in-law, who doesn't even believe in Christ or the gospel, looks at me with tears in his eyes, and he says, I've heard it said that Christ is the great bog rider. And I said, oh, he is. He is, and I hope that you would call out to him because you two are stuck. And so the Psalms, inspired by the Holy Spirit, in Psalm 40, David writes this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. When it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, at first we're like, you know, you imagine David like maybe sitting playing his harp, waiting for God to show up, waiting for him to move. It's not the case. Because two verses later, one verse later, David says, I was in a bog, in a pit of destruction, the miry bog. It says miry clay in other translations. He was stuck in the mud. He was the cow in the bog that was helpless. And he waited patiently that the Lord would hear his cry, knowing like, I can't get out of this. There's nothing I can do to extract myself from this situation. My only hope is that Yahweh, the Lord, would come and that he would pull me out of this miry bog. That's the only answer. And that's the gospel. That's all of our lives. Both of you have never trusted in Christ if you're dead in your sins, and if you have trusted in Christ and we still have sin. This is the gospel that not only saves us, but keeps us safe. Because like the cow that wanders into the, into the mud by its own doing, its own stupidity, its own negligence and recklessness, so do we. Like we put ourselves in that place and here comes Jesus looking for us. You didn't come to regen. 
Jesus came for you. You didn't come here. You didn't choose to drive here. He's working in you. He's the bog rider that's drawing you to him, drawing you out of the pit, out of the miry bog, out of the pit of destruction. He's at work. He is already at work evidently and miraculously by the fact that you can hear my words tonight. And he alone can do it. And what good news that there's nothing we can do You can't pull yourself out. If you could, you wouldn't be here. But Jesus can. And here's the thing. The bog rider, the bog rider's not mad at the cow. The bog rider went for the cow. Jesus isn't mad at you. No matter what you've done, no matter what bog you have placed yourself in, a bog of pornography, a bog of self-hatred because of a past abortion, a bog of adultery, a bog of eating disorder and body image and dysmorphia, a bog of cheating on someone else, a bog of gambling addiction, a bog of relationship addiction, a bog of depression and self-harm and suicidal ideation. He's not mad at you. He came for you. He is riding for you and searching for you. He's found you. And now he is already drawing you out tonight. He's doing it. He lives to do it. It's why he came. You see, the Psalm 40 is a prophetic psalm. It's Jesus' psalm. David wrote it in prophecy for the one who was to come. And in Hebrews chapter 10, of all places, When we think about Christmas, we think about the Gospels, particularly Luke chapter 2. But in Hebrews chapter 10, there's a Christmas verse. What's it doing in Hebrews? It says in verse 6, when Christ came into the world, when Christ came into the world, and then the next verses in Hebrews 10 are from Psalm 40, the bog rider. It's why he came. It's the Christmas message that God looks down and sees us on this earth, all eight billion of us, stuck in our own individual bogs of sin, not mad at us, and says, Jesus, go, rescue them. So he takes on flesh, the eternal son of God takes on flesh, born a baby, born to die, to live a sinless life, die for our sins, raised again from the dead, sends the Holy Spirit and is rescuing and ransoming every single one of you here tonight. It's why he came. He came to save us, the great bog rider, Jesus. It's why he left heaven to come to our bog on a rescue mission for you. If that doesn't scream Merry Christmas, nothing does. Then no matter what brought you in the doors tonight, no matter what you're so shame-filled, no matter what you think, like, am I such an idiot that I can't just stop this? I'm losing my marriage. I'm losing my money. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my health. I'm losing everything because of this thing, and I can't quit. Of course you can't quit. You've got no power over sin. It's just to wait patiently for the Lord. He has heard your cry.
And he, Jesus, will bring you out of the pit of destruction and that miry bog. And you, as the psalmist says, will live to tell about it, will tell of his great salvation, will tell of him in the congregation, listen to what my God did for me, the great bog rider, Jesus. He'll do it for you. He did it for Ryan, who you're gonna hear from tonight, how Jesus rescued him, my friend and brother, did it for me, he'll do it for you.